Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, everybody, welcome in to another edition of the Big Ten Show. He's the almost famous Adam Carricker. I'm the much less famous Jeff Turn. And before we get into lacrosse, and before we get into media deals with NBC, and before we get into naming horses after Big Ten themes, Adam told me before the show today, that he ate an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie and it left a great aftertaste in his mouth. Now, listen, if he would have said oatmeal raisin, he would have been banned from the show forever because that is <laughs> that is not a cookie. That's what old people eat to stay regular, okay? So uh, oatmeal chocolate chip, sort of okay. I don't put oatmeal in anything until I have no teeth and I'm wearing dentures or whatever. I'm not using oatmeal in my regimen for an appetite or a diet or anything. Uh, I'm all about the straight chocolate chip, extra sugar, you know, give me, give me like the, the, the big chocolate chips. I mean, if I'm really hungry and there's an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie, I'll eat it. Now, was this something that you eat on the regular? Is it like, so that you are somewhat healthy or was it just what was around to eat? So first of all, I am an oatmeal guy. I love oatmeal before the games that I used to play. And it was great because it would fill me up without, uh, without like, bloating in my stomach it was easy on the stomach like fruit yogurt oatmeal i found that i really really liked no this honestly was a gift from my financial advisor he sends them in the mail because it was my birthday last saturday by the way thanks for not wishing me happy birthday jeff <laughs> i see where we're at and i, I like i totally I, I i know you said you had a birthday party and then i totally spaced man that, so my, what are uh, you not 39 I am 39. I'm not yet hit my midlife crisis. I have another year. And according to my grandpa, you're not old until you're 80. So I got plenty of time before that. Nice. And nice. so my kids have been like, oh, this is delicious. And I'm like, no, they're not chocolate chip cookies. It's, it's, it's a cheap knockoff. So I tried one right as I was walking downstairs. And dude, it was delicious. Awesome. I got to be okay. honest, though. That's not the only thing on my mind. I'm not sure what's better or worse is the tan line. Okay. From watching my son's oh, yeah, baseball nice. games with that's the nice. hat on. That's nice. I didn't or, even see that. Or the fact that. You know, my wife is is upset at me for missing a shave or two, and she thinks I'm starting the ugliest, grayest beard she's ever seen. And the <laughs> truth is, Jeff, I shaved at seven this morning, and this is just what happens when you're all you're man. like a werewolf is what you are, man. That's all right. So, uh, by the way, uh, since you, I, I forgot the birthday part, I always made this tradition tradition on my on my radio show. I will sing you happy birthday by the time we're done today, and then you can play Simon Cowell and you can evaluate my voice. Okay. Okay. okay now I'm excited. Right. I wasn't excited about you singing, but now that I can destroy it, no matter Ooh. how good or bad you Dude, do, might, that's my man, favorite might, part. I might be like Marvin Gaye, man. You just don't know. You just don't know at this point. All right. So, uh, oh, 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 one, one final thing I got to point out. Sure, I wore sure. a V-neck today, which means I could have dressed up, but I chose not to. Just wanted to point I'm, that out. I'm just glad you took <laughs> off that Rams polo that you wore the last two episodes, man. We appreciate that. All right, man. So, first of all, let's give a shout out. Uh, Northwestern, the women's lacrosse team, they took home the Big Ten championship as they toppled Maryland 14-9. to at the Ohio State Lacrosse Stadium. I love how that's what they call it in Columbus, the Ohio State Lacrosse Stadium, 14 to 9. Five teams actually have made the uh the NCAA tournament from the Big 10 on the women's side. That was released uh yesterday, and four teams from the men's side from the Big 10 have made it. Uh Michigan ended up winning the Big Ten tournament, but uh, three other teams as well. They won 14 to 5 over Maryland at Homewood Field in Baltimore. I like that better than the Ohio State Lacrosse Stadium. Uh, so, congratulations to those teams. Best of luck in the NCAA tournament. 
is lacrosse a big thing in your neck of the woods there in Colorado? So the Ohio State Lacrosse Stadium has nothing on the Big Ten show. Let's just make that very, very clear to begin with. So actually, when I was in D.C., I couldn't help but notice driving to the practice field in Ashburn, Virginia every day because that's where you practice. The lacrosse was everywhere, and it was growing like crazy and rapidly. In my opinion, it is, along with soccer, those are the two fastest-growing sports in this country. I'm actually concerned for the future of baseball. Did you see that the Oakland A's had like, what was it, 3,000 fans at one of their yes. most recent games? Yeah. Okay, and they're trying this shot, speed up the clock thing to because people have short attention spans and baseball's a rather slow, phenomenally, but slow game. Uh, you know, people are always like, oh, football's in trouble because, you know, the, the head contusions and concussions and really nine, 10, 50 billion dollars or whatever it is a year that the NFL's making says otherwise. But yeah. let's talk a little bit about lacrosse because we know more than just football. All right, Northwestern, all right, the third Big Ten Women's Lacrosse Championship they've had in the past four years, 2019, 2021, and 22. They were the top seed. They've won 17 in a row. They started off 0-1. They finished 17-1 with their overall record. They get the automatic bid, as you mentioned, multiple teams going into the Big Ten, or I'm sorry, the NCAA tournament. Five from the the, women, yep. They get the automatic uh, bid. It was interesting. Izzy Skane, Skane, SC. A-N-E, great name, Izzy. I love Izzy. 14 points, eight goals, and six assists. Okay, and she had four goals and a pair of, of assists, and she was the tournament's MVP in the championship game alone. You look at Michigan, okay, the team that, as you pointed out, won the men's side, 14-5 over again. Maryland, I'm telling you, Washington, D.C., Maryland, they love their lacrosse, and it's growing like crazy on the East Coast. Now, this is actually the first title in the men's Michigan's Wolverines lacrosse program. History and they weren't wow. exactly on fire coming into this. All right, <laughs> they, they won four straight games, which put their record at nine and six. So what do you think their record was beforehand? But hey, I shouldn't laugh because they ended up winning. Okay, they ended up winning. They're the only four seed in the Big Ten tournament lacrosse history to actually come out and win the lacrosse tourney championship in the Big Ten, and obviously they're going to the NCAA tournament as well. Very, very cool. Yes. You know, South Dakota, we're kind of so like whether it's fashion or whether it's like trendy things, this may surprise you, but uh, we're the last to the party here in South Dakota. So like, uh, you know, lacrosse is going to be like big in about a decade here. We're starting to get lacrosse fields built in and around the area, but it's not like a high school sport or anything like that. But like you said, on the East Coast, the West Coast and some of these other places in the country, just huge. I mean, it's as popular or more popular than baseball and so congratulations to northwestern on the women's side michigan on the men's side for winning the big 10 tournament best of luck in the ncaa tournament i just saw two over the weekend they put out the uh softball bracket for the big 10 tournament so we'll hit back on that i'm sure sooner rather than later all right adam let's jump to uh another topic i wanted to get to today and i know we're going back here before we go forward but we we sort of touched on this when the new big 10 commissioner was announced and and we sort of glossed over very quickly what some of the things we thought would be important challenges that he would face coming in and, and now obviously having a, a, a big plate in front of him as far as you know goals and, and challenges was make the Big Ten a lot of money and negotiate that big mega TV deal. And they did so by incorporating NBC, who back in the fall said that the acquisition of the Big Ten college athletics rights from 2023 is its biggest new deal since winning the race for the national football league and the Sunday night football package in 2005. 
They're paying $350 million a year between uh, 14 and 16 games until 2029. They'll simulcast these things on NBC's Peacock streaming service, which will also air eight additional football games and 77 regular season men's and women's basketball games as well. Now, Rick Cordella, Peacock's chief commercial officer, told Sports Pro uh, Streamtime podcast that it was essential for the company to be more involved in college football. And this deal sort of linear to what they were trying to do. Now, they will have a part of their broadcasting crew starting on September 2nd. Todd Blackledge, Noah Eagle, and Catherine Teppen will team up to call the Big Ten football games on NBC and Peacock. Blackledge's 30th season as a college football analyst. Eagle joining the network after calling games for Fox last year. Teppen, she was a sideline reporter for Notre Dame for seven seasons as well. So my question to you is this. As we think about everything that's gone on, with with the Big Ten, do you really think that we can we can sort of put on the same parallel in the minds of NBC? Oh, we got Big Ten football. It's it's as big a deal as us getting the NFL. Is that where we're at with college sports at this point? I think it depends on how you word it. If you say it's as big a deal, no. By far and away, the NFL is number one on TV right now. You look at the ratings. You look at the money. You look at the revenue. You look what they're doing. Nothing's close. Number two is college football. Okay, but it's a distant number two. Now, I can argue with the Big Ten, and we're going to dive a little bit more into this in a minute when I tell the Big Ten to just declare all-out war on every conference that's not the SEC. Just go poach everybody. But we're going to get into that in a minute. It's legit. Once USC and UCLA join, I've mentioned this, it's East Coast to West Coast. It's a national brand. Even the SEC, the other major conference in college football, is very regional. It's very Southern, very Southeast. Okay, the Big Ten, college football is number two behind the NFL. The Big Ten could be the biggest brand in this country when it comes to college football because it is not going to be regional here in the next few years. Now, I, I, the other way you could word it is the biggest acquisition since, which doesn't compare it to the NFL. It compares it to everything they brought on since. It was supposed to be a big deal. They brought on NASCAR in 2013. Obviously, they've got Notre Dame. I would imagine that 14, 16 teams, even as glorious as Notre Dame pretends to be, it's still better than one team. Okay, The English Premier Soccer League, which has actually been a gigantic deal for them, as, as I just mentioned, soccer is an immensely quickly growing sport in this country. My wife coaches youth soccer. There are for, for, for baseball in, in our state, there's like three divisions. For football, there's only really one division. Some teams are better than others, obviously. For soccer, I'm not kidding. There's like 15 different divisions because there's so many freaking teams. It blew my mind. Right, right. Yeah. My wife's like, we're the elite 1AA premier gold platinum division. <laughs> I'm like, what did you just say? That's are you amazing. asking for jewelry? And yeah. Okay, so the Premier Soccer League's actually done great for him. WWE, now that's more of a peacock thing. Okay, but I looked up WWE because of the money that I know that they make is insane. Annual revenue, $1.2915 billion. The annual net income, their actual net is $195.6 million. Their operating income has gone up 11% over the past year, okay, to $283.3 million. Okay, now, they don't have Monday Night Raw, which is the USA Network. They don't have Friday Night, Friday Night SmackDown, which is on Fox, which Fox paid over a billion dollars for, but they have the wwe network which is the largest library of wrestling in the world streaming bar none. all the time stuff yep all the pay-per-views including wrestlemania so in my mind 
I am a wrestling guy, as you know that. I was like, man, I kind of put WWE even over the Premier English Premier Soccer League. So I was comparing what can college football do compared to the WWE. I think the Big Ten, specifically speaking here, can outdo the WWE simply because NBC doesn't have all that WWE encompasses. It's only got a, a portion. But you look here's why they believe the Big Ten will be bigger, larger than even the English Premier Soccer League because they talked about how passionate the soccer fans are and they will go anywhere. Okay, and I had some stats here on the English Premier Soccer League, which I cannot read. You know, I once got a C in handwriting. That's a true story, by the way. I got all a A's C? and one C. Yeah, my dad was pissed. I, I can't read my own handwriting. Got a C in handwriting. It's over man. like 500,000 viewers or something like that if I could read my writing. But you look at the Big Ten football, the expectations is a larger, wider, just as passionate okay audience as the english premier soccer league oh and here's where it is okay english premier soccer league was up to 507,000 from 2021 to 2022 whereas college football again can you could argue they're even more passionate than the nfl because nfl fans they're looking at pro athletes although college athletes are starting to get paid a lot of money too so i don't want to say they're more fickle but I think college fans are more passionate and more loyal because they view the athletes that are playing differently. Especially year-round with college football. And I would say, too, Adam, you brought up the point of Notre Dame on this. I always felt like it started to get stale. Now, when Notre Dame has a spectacular season, there's a Manti Teo, or they're in the mix for a national championship. People are tuning on Notre Dame games that are mm -hmm. casual college football fans and watching it, or some of those great rivalries, like when they play a USC or whatever. But... I think it started to get a little bit stale. It doesn't have the same luster that it once did with Notre Dame football, like you said, and the holier-than-now fan base that they have. You throw into the mix, okay, NBC, we're going to throw all these games out there, 14, 16, whatever the number is, and we're going to throw in matchups that you typically would watch for sure on a Saturday on another network. I think that's going to help the Notre Dame brand because when you're watching the games, what do you see? The promotions for other for other games. And I think that that it's it's refreshing to the NBC sports brand. They got rid of NBC sports radio a few years ago. You mentioned they went out and they're like, all right, we're going to pluck some EPL. We're going to grab some WWE. We're going to try to see if some uniqueness helps our sports brand out. And the Big Ten deal, I know it cost them $350 million. I think it was a big get for them because it may not be the NFL, but it's the next biggest thing that they have. And I think it refreshes the whole sports brand for them. You ever been fishing with Manti Teo? Me neither. All right, so one of two. Sorry, sorry. I apologize. I knew what I was doing beforehand. It was premeditated. All you right. Think he likes to fish for bass, walleye, or catfish. Oh, you went there. <laughs> I just said fishing. I just said fishing, man. You took it to another level. Way sorry, to go. sorry, right. sorry. So to me, one of the two dominant conferences in college football, which is it's going to be SEC and Big Ten here, and that's going to be about it in about five years. Okay, the yep. Pac-10's hanging on by a thread. The Big 12's doing what they can to survive. The ACC isn't even great at basketball anymore. Okay, but you've got between the two, like I pointed out, you've got the national brand once the L.A. teams join versus the Southeastern regional brand, which is the SEC, and that passion and the wider audience. I do think they're going to get everything that they're looking for in return. I agree with you as well. This is the Big Ten show. He is the almost famous Adam character. I'm the much less famous Jeff Turn. Um, listen, I, I think when it comes along with this now, as you talk about the new commissioner of the big 10, Kevin Warren, we've talked about the COVID stuff as sort of like the black eye of his, of his tenure, but he made him a lot of money. He went out and grabbed UCLA and USC and he negotiated this, this new mega TV deal that we've talked about so often, you know, I, I think picking up that torch and carrying it 
is going to be something that's important to the new regime. But there's got to be other things that they can do, right? It can't just be, oh, we negotiate TV deals and that's all we do to build the brand. Because in today's world, it's not just terrestrial TV or even streaming that brings everybody in. It's the brand of social media. It's the way that you get into these new markets and say, listen, I mean, in LA, you know, USC is, is relevant when they're really good, but that's a Dodgers town, man. That's a, that's a Lakers town. The Clippers find that out all the time. The angels find that out all the time and they play the same damn sport. And even when the Rams and the chargers showed up, the Rams didn't become relevant until they won a Super Bowl, And now nobody gives a damn. Nobody ever gave a damn about the chargers in LA. So I, I think you have to figure out ways in those markets to be relevant. And I think if you want to really expand it even more, there's a lot of college football fans throughout Big Ten country that don't have a favorite Big Ten team, right? Like, you know, I love the U, I love Miami. But if you were to ask me of all the Big Ten teams out there in two years, what's my favorite brand? USC, baby. And that's dating back to the Reggie Bush days and the Matt Leinart days and the Lindell White days. Like, I loved watching that brand of football with Snoop Dogg at practice and Pete Carroll as the head coach. That flair, that flash, that brought me in. So whatever the niche is, I think there's an opportunity for you to grab fans and say, listen, it may not be the team that's in your marketplace, but we'll make something cool that you want to cheer for. I think that's one thing. And I'll also point out about the TV stuff. And I don't know what you think of this, but the pay-per-view stuff is always an interesting thing to me. What the UFC has done, what WWE has done. Would you pay to watch Michigan, Ohio State, four ninety-nine pay-per-view? Four ninety-nine. I was going to say no because I have been taught as a college football fan that I don't have to pay for it. Now you're going to four ninety-nine. You got you can't you can't watch Michigan and Ohio State unless it's four ninety-nine. You watching it? Several. There's several factors that play into this. So once they eliminate the divisions here in a couple years. Are they just going to play again the next week in the Big Ten Championship? And then are they going to play again in the 12-team college football playoff? So that's going to factor into this because right now, Ohio State, Michigan, it's once a year no matter what. That's going to change in a couple years, and then it's going to change again when they could play potentially. You know, you never know, three times times. a year. Just like Duke and UNC in basketball could play up to four times a year. So – $4.99, Four ninety nine, you'd probably sucker me in for four ninety nine. Yeah, I threw a nice but, price point there, didn't I? Uh, I mean, what a terrible price! Like, how much money are you really going to make off that? You're just going to piss people off more than anything. You think I, so? I, I, I mean, think so, especially when you can watch them the next week and maybe again the next week, and whoever, uh, who, who knows? Here's what college I college foot college football after the the after the final week of the year should be pay per view the rest of the way. What about that? You think it'd be pissing people off with I that think one? So. I think so. And this is coming from a WWE guy, all right? Yeah, yeah, paying yeah. for stuff. Uh, well, here's the thing I will say about Kevin Warren. US, USC and UCLA, would that have happened anyways? And here's the thing that I think people forget about. I remember reading multiple arguments, or, arg, arguments, articles, very different meaning, about three, four years ago of Texas and Oklahoma possibly coming to the Big Ten. And then they went to the SEC. So my question is, did he really bring in USC, UCLA, or was that already going to happen? Also, did he really lose Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC? We don't have to dive into those weeds. It's just a little food for thought. I'm not the biggest Kevin Warren fan. Best of luck to the Bears. Hope they lose every game. Wow. Okay. Uh, do you have any suggestions for the new commissioner on what you think would be brand improvement as we move forward? Other than me turning heel on the show two seconds ago? Uh, I like that. Here's, here's what I would say. Okay. Number one, add Notre Dame. Okay, any conference that can get Notre Dame, even though they are not what they once were, they still have the name brand recognition. Okay, get Notre Dame. Beyond that, 
keep poaching teams. Let's be real. Don't pretend to give a crap about what's right and fair now. It, we're way beyond that. Go out. Destroy the Pac-10 because that's essentially what it is. Go after Oregon. Go after Washington. Then go down south. Okay, go after Miami, Florida. Okay, a state that has over 21 million people and a hot better recruiting there on South Beach. Not because their program's any good. Don't get a big head, Jeff. Then go after North Carolina. Okay, a state with over 10 million people. The biggest, I mean, they're, they're still pretty good at basketball. I know they struggled last year. But go out and get a basketball program. Okay, the biggest name brand in that state. If you don't want to go after them, go after Clemson. Okay, before they go to the SEC. But my thought is, we're way beyond what's right and fair, which is how things used to be done. I'm, I'm, I have six kids and 89,000 youth sports, and I hate it when coaches poach players from other teams. Now, youth sports aside, this has become what it is. Go out and go after every conference. The, Pac, the Big 12's hanging on by a thread. The Pac-10's hanging on by a quarter of a thread. The ACC's not even good at football anymore. So for me, just go out. Because imagine if you could have teams in New York, L.A., South Beach. Now you talk about a national brand, and now you're starting to invade even the SEC's territory. I, I agree with you, man. I think that there's no part of this country that they shouldn't be knocking on the doors of athletic directors trying to figure out a way to grab those programs. You mentioned it. You can go from sea to shining sea, from corner to corner, New York to L.A., you know, Washington down to South Beach, and everywhere in between. And eventually, I just feel like we're going to have the Big Ten, the SEC, and then it's going to be – you know, what is considered now the group of five and those conferences will, will probably, probably stay in conference form and not just join one, some sort of mega conference. But I do believe the ACC, the big 12 and the PAC 12 or whatever's left um, is, is certainly trying to find where they will go next because of everything that's happened as of late. This is the big 10 show. That's Adam Carricker. I'm Jeff turn, make sure and like, and subscribe, find us on YouTube, iTunes and Spotify. All right, man. Hold on, hold on, real quick, think about the recruiting that that would help too. Because oh, yeah. right now the Big Ten has no ties to the three major recruiting bases, Texas, California, Florida. We're getting into California. What if you could get into Florida? The recruiting that you could do from that would be huge, and now you're a true national brand I agree. as well. I agree. All right, man. So the Kentucky Derby was this weekend, and the winner was something called a Mage? Mage? M-A-G-E? All right, whatever. All right, uh, runner up, two horse? fills. Is that the name of the horse? You said yeah. something. A horse called? Yeah, a horse called Mage. <laughs> uh, two fills was second, and Angel of Empire was three. So Adam and I decided we were going to come up with a couple of horse names if we had to name them with a Big Ten theme. And so let's go every other. My first one is uh, Legendary Leader. Okay, this is an homage to the legends and leaders divisions that once got made fun of so much. Uh, this is the legendary leader that feels like a winner on a ticket somewhere in Kentucky. What's your first horse name? That is a great name, and I think you're going to blow me out of wa- out of the water in this segment. Uh, <laughs> I really struggled here. You know, my number one was Trojan Horse. Oh, then, okay, okay. And then you got the I'm whole like, condom thing too. I thought that was yeah, funny. That's good. That's about right. my best one. All right. Okay. My second, my, my I liked, I, I do not, I, I think that one's a good one. Sweet 16 is my second horse because after we add UCLA and USC, there will be 16 teams in the Big Ten. Sweet 16. Dude, you're blowing me out of the water. All right, what's, wow. your, what's your next one? I just went straight to team names. You were so creative. My next one is Hoosier. 
as you're oh, going who's... by, as you're going by, you can say, "Who's your daddy?" <laughs> yeah, that's a How about "Who's your daddy"? I like that one as the name of the horse as well. There you and go. finally. We wish we had the U, okay? That's the one that I think should win today. We wish right, we had the U. Now you're just forfeiting. <laughs> you're just forfeiting. Oh, man. Uh, what's your third horse? Portalating. Oh, come on, man. That's the winner. That's the winner. Portalating. portalating. portalating we got to come up with a definition for portalating. What, what did I say it was? The act of existing or being in the transfer portal yes. and or laying at home on your couch and doing nothing. Is that the I definition like of the portalating we're going that, with? That's in the Jeff Turn Dictionary. We've added that along with trickleating and many other words uh, over the years. All right, so as you mentioned, you turned 39. Here it goes, man. I want your Simon Cowell. All right, here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Adam. Oh, man. Happy birthday to you what All do you right. think do i do i make it to the next round of american idol you're not getting the golden ticket you weren't <laughs> half bad until your voice started to crack like a pre prepubescent 13 year old crackling <laughs> we're crackling i appreciate the effort i wish i would have taken these out of my ears before you started though <laughs> <laughs> oh man there's not a better way than my terrible vocal cords to take us up out of here man as another page has turned here on the big 10 show until next time man be well check us out on itunes spotify and youtube we'll see you then